What do you have in common with a rock star? Stay tuned to find out. Welcome to the God's Word Gives Hope podcast, where we are passionate about connecting His Word to your life. This podcast provides opportunities to further feed your soul or simply be replenished by listening. We are glad you're here. Welcome back to God's Word Gives Hope. I'm Amy. And I'm Janae. Well, we are excited to start our new four-part series on hearing God. Today, we are going to answer the question, does God speak to us? Or a more personal question, listener, is, do you feel like God speaks to you? So stay tuned to the end for next week's question. But before we dive in, we just want to ask something. So we have learned a lot about podcasting over the last year. Yes. And apparently it is highly important for people to review a podcast for the algorithms and for everything to move forward. So would you take a moment and please review God's Word Gives Hope on the podcast platform of your choice? Yes, it is our desire to take God's Word and connect it to the everyday spaces of your life. And we would love to be able to do that for more and more people. Mm -hmm. So, well, let's get started. I've been super excited about this series because it is something very personal for me right now. I feel like God's been fleshing this out in my own life, this whole idea of hearing God. You know, no one likes a one-way conversation. No, they're very boring. Yes. But I feel like that is sometimes what my prayer life is like. Um, So I feel like that... I need to grow in this area even after being a believer for many, many, many years. I just feel like I'm, I'm still growing and God wants me to know more about this and maybe somebody else does too. I love that. I, you know, I think in an effort to teach us that we should pray. We go to God with our struggles and our needs and all that. There's a lot of emphasis on us doing the talking. Yes. And instead, our role really should involve a lot more listening. But thankfully, we are going to unpack this and a little bit more over the next four weeks. So we're going to talk through four different questions. The blog will cover a number of different verses around these questions. But for us on the podcast, we're going to focus on the story of Elijah from Kings, 1 Kings 19. And if you're new to the Bible or you're not sure who Elijah is, he's an Old Testament prophet that we hear a lot about in Kings. And he happens to have a super cool story. So Janae, do you know like what one of the coolest facts about Elijah is? Oh. Well, I feel like I should, no. You probably do, but it's that he never died. Oh yeah, yeah, I need that. <laughs> so does that mean he's still walking around on earth? No, but he actually was taken to heaven in a whirlwind. And that story is in Second Kings 2, if you'd like to go and read it. Now, for our story of Elijah, I want to give you a little bit of context. So right before the verses we're going to read, Elijah is basically involved in a showdown between 850 prophets of two false gods. And it's just little Elijah on the other side. Um, We'll talk a little bit more about this event, but the Cliff Notes version is, God moved in an incredible way on Elijah's behalf. The prophets that were against him all lost their lives. But as soon as this happens, he gets death threats from the crown and it sends him on the run. And so then we come to 1 Kings 19. All right, I'm going to be reading from verses 10 through 13. The Lord said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? Elijah replied, I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty, but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down your altars, and killed every one of your prophets. And I am the only one left, 
and now they are trying to kill me too. Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and the mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. Well, this week's question is, does God speak to us? Mm. And we know that the Bible is filled with examples of how God has spoken to those in the Bible, but does he talk to us? It's a great question. And Amy, I think that one of the important pieces we all need to embrace is having this belief that God does speak to us today. So that's a question, listener, that we want you to wrestle with. Do you believe that God wants to speak to you? And in order to answer this question, we thought it would be good for us to debunk the myth that the people of the Bible were more godly, that they were more filled with faith and somehow spiritually superior to us. And therefore, since we don't see ourselves at that level of faith, then God doesn't speak to us in the same way. It just doesn't translate. Yeah, we can't measure up to that kind of ideal. Right. So let's talk a little bit about Elijah. Because, you know, I just shared that story about Elijah battling the prophets, right? So God moves on his behalf, but just as soon as that is over, there's this voice that comes up against him. It's Jezebel. And he chooses to listen to it and enter into fear. Um, I'm not sure if you listened to our mic drop episode, which was number 30. Um, But you'll know what I'm talking about when we talk about he allowed another voice to be louder. And he allowed the voice of Jezebel to drown out the voice of God and he ran. Um, And before we start to judge him, because, you know, we always want them to be holier than us. um, We need to remember that he's a human. He has the same fear and faith opportunities that we do. And even though God moved in amazing ways, a different challenge came up and he gives into that fear. And as much as I want to judge Elijah, man, do I understand that? Because sometimes fear is louder in my life too. And I I think one of the things that we can connect with on this too is the fact that we experience God in some profound way and then the next day or the week later, the next big thing comes around and it's like starting all over again. Why are we at ground zero? Yeah, Yeah. all over again, right? Yep. And unfortunately, he's not alone as far as like failing prophets or, (laughs) or people who maybe get it wrong in the Bible. We talk about David a ton, a man after God's own heart. He loved the Lord. He was chosen by God as king. Um, And he decided to chase a woman that wasn't his wife. And in order to keep her, he murdered her husband. So not his finest hour. No, it is not. It's pretty gnarly, actually. Yeah. (laughs) So I just feel like we are so quick to hold up these people. And even in the New Testament, there's some examples. Yes. Well, I think of Paul, that's the main one that comes to my mind because he is known for writing most of the New Testament, Mm -hmm. right? And um, in some of his letters, though, we can see, if we'll look and not miss over them, how he is a very real person with feelings Mm -hmm. and struggles. And and enemies. Yes. So in 2 Corinthians 10.10, it says, For some say, Paul's letters 
are demanding and forceful, but in person, he is weak and his speeches are worthless. That is so ruthless. Yeah. So here we see Paul wrestling with that battle of the mind. And as a result, out of his own experience, we get some of those valuable tools on how we're supposed to think of the things of above and not the things on earth. Uh, it wasn't because he just knew these things. He, God had worked them out in his own life. He had experienced it. I really appreciate that Paul wrote about those things. Right. So that, because he could have painted himself with a really pretty brush. Yeah, or just left out that little part, you know, that people were saying those things about him. Well, the point being is that the people of the Bible are not rock stars and they're not unreachable, unattainable. Um, The people of the Bible are very real people. They're ordinary, like us. And God spoke to them and he speaks to us today. Now, today, today, like you're sure because that was not necessarily what I was taught growing up. Yeah, well, that is an idea called dispensationalism and you may That's a big word. A big word. You don't have to use it. And I actually kind of, you know, spill it out pretty good there. Usually I sometimes stumble over those things. But you may have been raised to believe that God only does things for a certain time and end with the Bible and then that was complete, done, and it doesn't carry on over to us. But we believe that the Spirit of God still moves as he did in the New Testament and that the Bible teaches God is a relational God. This Mm -hmm. is a super important piece of it because in a relationship, you have conversation. It's two-way. It's not Mm one-way. And um, with that relational piece, there's conversation that takes place between the two parties. Now, there's more about that in the blog, and I encourage you to go and learn more about having a relationship with God and what that means for us. Well, I love that. Let's unpack a few more of the verses that are in the blog, which is John 16, 12 through 15. Jesus is the one talking here, and he says, there is so much more I wanna tell you, but you can't bear it now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you in all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. And that is why I said, the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. So Janae, like clearly Jesus is saying, the Spirit will tell you what the Father and Jesus have to say. So like, is that the end? Uh I think there's a little more. We, okay, we can keep going. But <laughs> Jesus is very intentional that he told his disciples that it's actually a really good thing that he's not here in bodily form and that he's not gonna stop speaking to us just because he isn't. You know, if Jesus was here, we would have to wait for him to show up on a television show or update his Instagram reel or something to get a fresh word. That would be kind of cool though. It, It would be cool, but instead of having to wait, we have the Holy Spirit now. We hear from God directly and consistently. So listener, What do you think? Have you ever thought about these verses and how they can directly impact you as Jesus shares that he is going to speak to you? Do we believe God speaks to us? I think that's the big question. It is the big question. And then are we open to God speaking to us? Well, Job... Uh, in the book of Job, talks about um, this a little bit. He says in chapter 33, for God speaks again and again, though people do not recognize it. Mm. So we'll unpack that a little bit more in some of the other 
um, episodes coming down the road here. But in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, it says, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. And then in Romans 8, 14, it talks about for those who are led by the spirit of God are the children of God. So let's just land there for a moment. The whole idea of the spirit leading us. So if we might struggle with the fact that God speaks to us, would we consider the role of the spirit in our lives like Amy read about um, in John and how the spirit leads us? Mm -hmm. And what does that look like? So Amy, how does this affect us though? Let's entertain that for a moment. If we don't embrace the fact that um, God speaks to us today, Mm -hmm. what how would our lives be different? What would that be like? Oh, so not not good. That's I mean, not a good place. Yeah, but. I don't even like to think about it, but I think if someone out there is wrestling with it, we need to kind of entertain that a little bit. So I would think for me, without the direction of God's voice, I am left to do what is either like around me or what's inside of me. Um, and what I mean is what's trending, what's popular, what the world says is important would give me my, my, my marching orders. Um, or even if I think, okay, I'm a good person and I I love God. So I'm just going to trade on that and believe that those things will guide me without waiting to hear from God. I might follow my heart. Um, and again, I hate to say this because it's something that I think we all fall back on accidentally, but like our hearts are not our friends. A lot of times they will lie to us. The Bible says they are wicked. Um, and so my heart, apart from the voice of God speaking into it, right? Cause he'll give us a new heart and we can connect and listen and walk with him. But my heart apart from God, and that is just going to lie to me. And there have been so many times where I think one thing is a hundred percent true. And then maybe a little time or a little space comes to whatever that event or thing is. And I realize I am dead wrong. Yeah, God brings clarity and mm-hmm. more understanding along the way. Mm-hmm. And we have to be open to God speaking to us in that way. You know, another danger that I think of is if I don't think God has anything new to speak to me outside of the word of God, or that I could gain any more understanding and clarity of his words, it might get in the way of me being in community with other people or that I might not be as interested. Why would you even listen to God's Word Gives Hope podcast or tune into a sermon if there's nothing out there for me to gain more understanding or that God might want to speak to me and share with me something that applies to my life or through what I'm going through? So I really think we end up becoming people that are like a ship without an anchor. Yeah, Like every wind that comes along, every wave that's hitting across our our bow is just moving us and tossing us and we... We don't land anywhere, and we certainly aren't going anywhere that way. Mm -hmm. Well, I'd like to share Matthew 7, uh, verses 7 and 8. These are Jesus' words um, and his invitation for us to keep communicating with him. He says, keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. So we have an invitation to a conversation, an ongoing conversation with Jesus. Oh, that's so good. And you know, again, thinking in terms that are like 
super understandable and concrete. If there's a person that you think is just incredible, whether it's, you know, a movie star who's just super talented, a singer who's talented, a sports person, player, maybe, obviously I don't do sports, (laughs) Um, but whatever that is, if that person out of the blue reached out to you and said, hey, I just want to be able to talk to you. Like, I see that you're a fan. I'd love to talk, meet and talk. None of us would be like, oh, but I'm, I'm busy that day. I've got to do my laundry. I mean, we would never turn away an invitation from somebody that we hold up and see as special or valuable. And yet the maker of heaven and earth and the person who knit us together in our mother's womb wants to talk to us. And I, there are times where I've been too busy for God and I am just stepping on my own toes. And you know, the love, uh, the loving father and um, God that he is, he makes himself 24 seven readily available. So kind. Whenever, you know, to have that communication. Well, here is the catch though, that may trip us up on this whole idea of God speaking to us. If God is speaking, are we listening? Oh, so that, kind of goes to what your point is. And that brings us to next week's question. Uh, But before Amy shares that question, we just want to remind you to review our podcast. And we appreciate you sharing with us and others what you feel about the podcast, how it's impacted you, and that kind of thing. We really do appreciate it. Yes. So the question for next week is, how do I hear God? What can we do to position ourselves to hear what God is saying and how he's leading? And we are really looking forward to unpacking that with you. So now to close our time, I wanna read over you John 10, 14. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. They will listen to my voice and there will be one flock with one shepherd. Thank you for listening to our podcast. To go deeper with the blog, visit godswordgiveshope.com. For more information on coaching with Janae, visit janaeshatleycamp.com. And to partner with us to help make God's Word Gives Hope possible, visit our website and click the Give button. Thank you.